first, let me start by greeting the podcasters. Good evening. Um, but before we do that, before we dive in, I do want to pray us in because I was I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about today. This is like gonna be difficult. And especially since I didn't prepare anything, I thought Boozy was going to be able to talk today, but I actually, I think she has some stuff going on. So we, I said, okay, I'll do it. Um, but I was like, let me read the daily devotional. And I read the daily devotional. Mind you, I've been having a rough day today. <laughs> like I had, I'm a dog groomer and I was grooming them dogs and I was I was about to cry. So I was having a rough day today. So I was like, let me open this daily devotional. I opened the daily devotional. <laughs> and there ain't no Jesus like our Jesus. Let me just say that. Because it fell in line completely with what I was feeling. And then come to find out, I'm like, what do I need to talk about today? The lion's den, Brady. Daniel and the lions this okay okay and the story just like popped up in my head so I want y'all to prepare because before we dive into like the daily devotional and you know our scriptures and stuff like that we gotta pray us in but you can get ready just by opening your bibles to the book of Daniel chapter 6 the book of Daniel chapter 6 and it's about to (laughs) y'all I'm just saying Girl, I'm glad it's raining. That means blessings are coming. Blessings are coming, sis. But, okay, let me open us up in prayer. Let me open us up in prayer. That's how you know it's finally raining in Vegas. And it's raining when we about to dive into this. Oh, God is good. God is good. He's doing something today. He's doing something today. All right, Brittany, stop it. Stop it. You get too excited, baby. Okay. So let me open us up in prayer. Let me start by saying, Lord, let your words be my words and your thoughts be my thoughts. Do not let them fall vain and do not let them fall void. Do for me just like you did for Jeremiah and place your hand on my lips and your hands on my thoughts and connect them with yours. In Jesus' name. Lord, I have my Heavenly Father, I come before your throne in thanks today. And thanks for another day to come together in union to glorify you, the true King, slain Lamb, is worthy to open the scroll i thank you for the opportunity of faith and the opportunity of salvation not just for us but for those we love and for our friends and our family and even those we don't like but you have called us to look i thank you for the bad days the tough days because we know that these days are producing in us perseverance and endurance and patience and understanding it's Wisdom is the beginning of knowing God, and that is what we seek to do, to know you, Heavenly Father. I ask that you store up in us an abundance of faith, that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon your children as we dive into your word today, not just today, but tomorrow, this week, the rest of our lives. Give us the Holy Spirit that we may be able to testify, to give out the word faithfully, Father, that we may stand firm on the foundation of your laws and statutes and be an example to others of the way that they should live. For this is the greatest honor. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, Amen. I'm super duper excited because this is this one perfect. I don't know if y'all heard the um, what is it? 
the song that I was playing, but it was like, it says, it's Yes by Shekinah Glory. I'm sure I'm not saying the name right, but it's called Yes by Shekinah Glory. And I didn't, I just, I just scrolled through and I picked a song and I just, I just clicked on the first song and that was the first song. And that song right there, and it actually falls in line with this too, because if you don't know the story of Daniel and the lion's den, Daniel, we gonna get into it, but it's about trusting God even in the midst of darkness, in the midst of dark, not just darkness, but the adversary or danger being in the darkness and you not being able to see, yet you still trust God faithfully, wholeheartedly in the midst of it. So it kind of fell in line with it, just like being obedient to God, saying yes, because Daniel was obedient. And when we get into it, and you're going to see how obedient Daniel was. But, Daily Devotional, August 18th, it reads, Expect to encounter advers adversary, adversity. Mm -mm. Adversity, y'all y'all know I struggle. Mm -mm. Expect to encounter adversity in your life. Remembering that you live in a deeply fallen world. Stop trying to find a way that circumvents difficulties. The main problem with an easy life is that it masks your need for me. When you become a Christian, when you became a Christian, I infused my very life into you, empowering you to live on a supernatural plane by depending on me. Anticipate coming face to face with possibilities, situations totally beyond your ability to handle. This awareness of your inadequacy, inadequacy addict, is not something you should try to invade. It is precisely where I want you. The, the best place to encounter me in my glory and power. When you see armies of problems marching toward you, cry out to me. Allow me to fight for you. Watch me working on your behalf as you rest in the shadow of my almighty power. After this, I heard what sound... Oh, Okay, so we have the, you know, scriptures that go with it. Yeah, I'm super excited because all of this is like the story of Daniel, like the whole daily devotional. Okay, the scriptures to go with it is Revelations 19.1. After this, I heard what sounded like a roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Oh my goodness, a roar, a lion, lion's in. Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power beyond belong to our God. And then Psalms 91, 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Oh, it goes on, y'all. I love Psalms 91. But let me continue. So that was the daily devotional. Now we're going to get to the nitty gritty with the book of Daniel, chapter 6. And this reads, the plot against Daniel. So before we read into it, if you haven't read the book of Daniel, I'll give you some insight. What's going on is this Daniel, uh, Abednego, uh, it was a bunch of other ones, and they was like cap turned captive. You know, you know about the three Hebrews in the fire. Well, Daniel took Daniel got to witness all of that. 
uh, his friends got placed in the fire because they did refuse to bow down to the to the idol and worship the idol. Um, like all of that is in in with the book. Ooh, I'm gonna have to write that down because oh, I'm I'm looking at some other stuff in this Bible, the Book of Daniel. I want to see what that means in Hebrew. But so it's just uh, the Book of Daniel is like a lot. It's a lot. A lot of goes on. It's a prophet. Uh, He's a, he's a good dude, too. He's somebody who prays seven times a day. You thought the Hebrew, you thought the uh, the Muslims prayed a lot? Baby, Daniel was up on it. He was up on it. Um, and what happens is, is chapter six. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 straps, star straps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one. So let's pause right here. Uh, it's a few things that I want to say when it comes to stuff like this, because I feel like it's all important. Um, notice Daniel was somebody who was taken captive. He was a slave. But because of the anointing over his life, because he followed in the footsteps of God and chased after God so much and was obedient to his law just like we read in the daily devotion God made him favorable to the king now I want us it's certain some stuff I want us to write down in this chapter because it's of, it is of importance look over your life and notice how much you have incorporated God in your life to the point to where you have become important. You have become friend-like. You have become kin to those who hold power in places you probably should never even be in. That is, and if you haven't, if you haven't received that, then there's some stuff we need to we, we need to work on. There's some stuff we need to get better with. Because that's what it's like to be not just a prophet, but a, a man after God's own heart. You have become so much so important to God that you become important to people who don't, you know what I'm saying, who, who are kings, who have great power. But it continues. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 star strikes to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors... Daniel was a governor, a slave turned governor over the kingdom that took him captive. And it continues. That the star strap, the star straps, star wraps, mm -mm, y'all know I'm crazy, sat wraps might give account of them so that the king would suffer no loss. Baby, he was given power over the stuff that the king, you know what I'm saying, stuff that the king did it. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, satraps, because of an excellent spirit was in him. Oh, I love when, this, when, the, uh, when you be reading the Bible and you, before you get to a point, it let you know you was right because you in on the right track. Because notice what we said. He had so much spirit. He had so much God in him. 
so much of God's presence in him that he became important to people who was of importance on earth. It says Daniel distinguished himself. Daniel was far above greater than these other governors because of the spirit of God that was on him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Baby! This man represented God so much that the king was like, ooh, I, I might make this sapsucker right here, you know what I'm saying? And pour all over everybody. Let me tell you how nasty these other dudes got. Maybe they was jealous. So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not, they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. These people who don't even believe in God, if you follow God's, God's law as much as you can, I mean, you you be like Daniel, you be like David, except for when David was, you know, hooking up with Bathsheba, I know he was cutting up. If you be like a man after God's own heart, you will be considered faithful. Not just that, but. Uh, God's laws, God, God even tells us in his word. If you follow his laws, you don't have to worry about man's laws. You don't have to worry about slipping up or messing up. Because guess what? Not on earth. Because you're following his laws. And his laws are perfect in every realm, on every plane, in every government. So because he followed God's laws so much... They fell in line with this kingdom's laws. And the, and the other people couldn't find nothing against him. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless... Notice they said this Daniel. Y'all petty. Y'all already knew what his name was. What you mean this Daniel? That's just... They, they being slick mouth. Unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Oh, there you go. Right there. Okay. So let's write that down. Verse, chapter six, verse five. Okay. You will find no law against this man. Unless you find it against the law concerning his God. They, if you follow God's laws, people will find no fault against you. Unless it is concerning the laws of your God. And that's what it means. That's what they mean when they said there will come a point in time where Christians will be pers persecuted. Christians will be killed in the streets because now they haven't found fault in you concerning this earth. Things will go back to these times. And they are going to go back to these times. They won't be able to find, the beast won't be able to find faults in you concerning this earth, concerning the laws and statutes of this earth. So what will he pit against you? Your faith, the laws of your God. Same thing that they did to Daniel, they're going to do to us. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him King Darius lived forever first of all they buttered him up that sound like somebody that's a snake they got they was just basically kissing his butt King Darius lived forever all the governors of the kingdom the admissit um admissitors and the 
satraps, the counselors and the adversaries have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, and let me pause. So if you don't kind of get it, let me tell you what it means. What this is saying is, is that these dudes right here, they was real sneaky, they was real conniving. I'm sure most of us know this story. But what they decided to do was, is they said, we're going we're gonna to basically set this faith up against him, which is what they are seeking to do to us today. And what they will do, they said, we're going to set his faith up against him. So what they do is, is they go to King and and they basically signed a petition. They gathered a bunch of people, a bunch of important people to go ahead and make basically what do they call them? Think? I guess it is a petition, huh? A petition. But they sign this paper and they say, yeah, this is going to be the new law. This going to be just like how our governor is. The president can't make laws. But what is it? The executive and the legislative has to make laws, right? So they came up with this law and they said, everybody signed it. So you got to go by King. Sorry, you know what it is, what it is. So, and they already knew that Daniel loved God and he prayed to God seven times a day. He can't, Daniel, Daniel's faith is so strong and his trust in God is so strong. He done walked with and seen the miracles of God so long that he can't even afford to skip a day, let alone 30 days of worshiping and praying to his father. Now ask ourselves, can we do that? Can we skip it? Is our faith and our trust in God so much that we can't even afford to skip a day of talking to him? A day of resting in him. A day of trusting him. A day of glorifying him. We need to be like Daniel. That You know how that ached Daniel? That, that brought Daniel pain for them to try to pass that law. For them to pass that law. But it continues, y'all. It continues. Now, O King, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be charged according to the law of Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Okay, so let's just make this clear, y'all. Uh, Darius did not want to sign this because, first of all, Daniel is his home. He loved Daniel. Even though he does not believe and worship the same God, he still trusts Daniel. He loves Daniel. Daniel is his, is basically his, his counselor. He is somebody who is of importance to him. He did not want to sign this decree. But because everybody didn't, didn't sign this, it was kind of the same thing with the pilot. Y'all see what I'm saying? This The book of Daniel, this part, it's prophesying what happens to Jesus. What happened with Jesus? Pilate, he didn't want to. He didn't want to kill Jesus. But what did they did? They signed, they made a decree. But Jesus rolls him out. Was it three days? And I think that was three days. Daniel had to be in the lion's den. Oh, it get good, y'all. It get good. Now it continues. Daniel in the lion's den. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. So Daniel already heard word of what was going down. 
Then it was like, I know what they trying to do. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I'm about to go home. He, he So he go home. And in his upper room, with his windows open. Oh, hold up, y'all. This is so good. This is so good. With his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his Lord, his God, as was his custom since early days. Baby, I'm sorry. And y'all was wrong. It's three days, not seven. Never three times, not seven times. That's still pretty faithful every day but let me tell you let's let's re rewind y'all because this is the if you missed it if you missed it hopefully y'all type it in the chat before i say it because i want to see if y'all if y'all recognize why i said oh me because this is this is something right here you better hurry up and start typing daniel knew that it was sound he went home opened his windows knew that they signed a decree saying that nobody can pray to a God or a Lord that is not King Mary's. He opened his windows for all his enemies to see. And he knelt down three times a day. He didn't just test those who challenged his God. One time, he tested them three times with his windows open. And he knelt down and he prayed and gave thanks to his God. Y'all, that is so deep. He acted like, and it says, and as it was his custom since his early days. So he acted like they didn't even make that decree. This man opened it. How many of us can say that we do that? We don't care. Who, who doesn't worship God? We don't care if they love him or if they hate him. We don't care what room we're in. We're going to give thanks and glory to the King of, of kings, the Lord of hosts, the God of gods. We will open the curtains on those who tell us to stop. We'll open the curtains on our managers. If our managers say, you need to... Uh, I don't care about what day you want to worship God. You need to come to work this day. We open the curtains and we say, no, we give glory to our God. We're going to call off on the Sabbath. How many of us can sit up there and say, uh-uh, if our managers or our bosses or our teachers, whatever the case may say, maybe may say, you don't need to pray. This is not a room of prayer. Uh-uh. You open the curtains and you say, I'm going to pray here in front of you, in front of everybody. Because I know who I worship. Daniel was bold. Even in the midst of this decree. Take it deep. <clears throat> so y'all. Let's keep going. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying. Baby, they, said, they basically saw him through the window because that's how bold Daniel was. Daniel just opened the curtains. You know what I'm saying? It was like this. It was probably peeking through the window or walking by and they saw Daniel on his knees praying. And it was like, I know this sap sucker didn't open his windows and start praying still. Oh, no, 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 baby. We about to go tell Darius. And Darius got to do something with him, even if he don't want to. So... Then these men assembled a found Daniel praying. Oh, and let's not miss something else. It says assembled. Assembled means they gathered together. They was hoping. They were hoping to catch him. You ever met somebody who hopes to catch you? The hope 
oaks to watch you fall. Like they just find joy in watching you just perish or watching something bad come your way. They just hope for it. That's what these dudes was doing. They found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the lion's den? So they basically was like, king, I mean, Darius, uh, you signed a decree, partner. You got to do something about Daniel. Cause he over here praying and stuff, and I think you need to uh you need to throw him in the lion's den. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So this is this is the the highest class people to sign this decree. And that's what the Medes and the, and the Persians was at the time. That was high class folk. And it's saying this you can't alter something that these people have made so they answered and said before the king after king the king was like Darius I'm not going to call him a king because he wasn't my king Darius Darius was like yeah I did I did do that I did sign a decree and the dudes was like so they answered and said before the king hey that Daniel who is one of the captives of Jew from Judah does not show due regard to you oh king or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. So what they're saying is they done came to the king and they're like, hey, uh, you need to do something because somebody around here praying and stuff and it ain't to you. And King Darius is like, yeah, yeah, I signed a decree. And then they're like, hey, that dude named, uh, they didn't even recognize him as who the king established him as. And that's a lot of the times what people do to us. They don't recognize us who God has established us as. They recognize us by our prison. They recognize us by our sins. And that's what they did to Daniel. They recognized Daniel as a captive from Judah, even though the king placed him, him above them. So never let somebody place you into your past, into your past sin. Let, never let anybody tell you who you used to be. When God has placed you above them on account of your faith, on account of your trust in him, when you believe in God, you became the heir to the throne. Never let somebody tell you what you are. You are no longer a captive to sexual immorality. You are no longer a captive to, to divination. You are no longer a captive to what anybody says you are, to anger, to defeat, to depression, to anxiety. You're no longer a captive to those things, to sickness. What they tried to do to Daniel is what people do to us on a daily. They tried to mark him down, to set aside his true, what is it called? What do you call it? Occupation, not occupation, but his true position. And that's what they do to us. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself. That's something right there. And set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till going down of the sun to deliver him. So this is deep right here. This lets us know that he didn't want to sign this, this decree because he already knew 
who what Daniel was about. He knew Daniel was about his God. He knew Daniel loved his God. And that he wouldn't be able to withstand praying for 30 days to his God without saying his God. He knew it wasn't going down. So it says he was saddened. His heart was heavy because he, he didn't want to sign that decree because he knew about Daniel. So now that he doesn't sign his decree, this man stalled. He stalled for, for hours, a whole day, thinking of ways to, to basically go back and find a fault in this decree. And it continues. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Oh, these dudes some slimy sapsuckers. Now, O king, that it is the law of Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king established may be changed. So they said, I'm sorry, dude, uh, King Darius, but uh, ain't no way you can, you can run back on this. You got to do what you said because you can't change the king's laws and you the king. You sign a paper. They tricked him. They tricked him. So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the lion's den. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel. So he done pulled Daniel aside, y'all. He done pulled Daniel aside and said this. Your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Woo! So on the count, let, let's run that back. And if you, if you get what I'm saying, if you get why I get excited, y'all, you'll type it in the chat. But let's run it back. He pulled Daniel aside, aside from other people, aside from the people who made him sign this decree. And even though Darius does not believe in the God that we serve, he didn't question it. He didn't make them notice. There's no question mark after what he said. He knew it. When you believe in God, and your faith is constantly answered. And your, and your faith in God is so, is so bright. People who don't believe in God somehow start to trust in him. Daniel, Darius does not believe in the God. I'm not going to say he doesn't believe because clearly he does after what he just said. But he is not someone who serves our God. But because he trusts in Daniel, because he has made Daniel his friend, he has learned to trust in our God. I want y'all to, and I want myself to trust in God so much that when we walk through life, people who are near us who don't believe in him, trust him on account of our trust. Darius said, pulled him aside and said, he will deliver you, your God, whom you serve continually. He didn't question it. He knew. He said, I'm going to put you in here, but your God going to deliver you. Watch. Watch what your God can do. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring. And with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. So he had to sign, you know, even though he done pulled him aside and he was like, hey, Daniel, let me tell you something. I'm putting you up in this lion's den. 
I'm sorry I signed that decree. That was my fault. They tricked me. They was pretty good with it. Them slimy sap suckers got me. But I'm going to go ahead and put you up in this in this thing. And uh, I'm going to have to seal it. Because you got to die. It's it's in the thing that you got to die. And it's a purpose behind it. But I trust your God enough to deliver you. I know. I don't just trust. I know your God is going to deliver you. Because you serve him continually. And it continues. Daniel saved from the lion's den, baby. We own verse 18. Take a drink of water. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. Woo! Hold up! Hold up! So on account of Daniel's faith, y'all, on account of what Daniel does, Daniel fast. If you read through some of the uh, other other Daniel's customs of his faith. This is the this is what it means to be a Christian. Daniel's walk with God has fallen on a king. Daniel's trust in his habits, in his statutes, and the way he followed, he has made God's laws, his laws, so much so that this dude don't even believe or trust in our God. Then started to pick up on some of his habits. The, now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. Do y'all know that um, pharaohs and all of them people, they never fasted. They had feasts. They had feasts every night. They would feast. But because he trusted, he, he spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought to before him. Also, his sleep went from him. This man prayed. This is what prayer is. Prayer is fasting. Starving the flesh of things that you used to do. Or that you regularly do. This man has made somehow without even knowing it. He has made God his Lord. He is praying, he is fasting on accounts of Daniel to God. And he's not even a believer. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. Oh, y'all, so this dude, he was like, all right, you know, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to watch, what we would, what he just listens to is magicians, but we would consider it like TV and stuff like that. So he like, I ain't going to watch no TV, I ain't going to eat no, uh, no corn dogs, no hamburgers, I ain't going to do none of that, I don't want nobody coming to my room, don't bring the women to my room, I'm not even going to go to sleep, I'm going to stay up all night, because I know that if I do this, what I told Daniel in verse 16 will come true. Your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. So we run it back down here. So he, he done did all of that. And then he ran the next morning. He runs to the lion's den. And he says, then the king arose early. And when he came to the den, he cried out with lamenting voice to Daniel. So he cried out in a... And a sorrow voice. And a sorrowful voice. The king spoke saying to Daniel. Daniel. Servant of the living God. Oh my goodness. This y'all. I'm getting excited because this is what our faith. Our faith can do. Our faith can turn people who are. Do not even serve our God. They can make them. They our faith can make these people. Who do not serve our God. Recognize our God. 
experience recognized our God. It's okay, sis. It's okay. It'll be on a podcast. He recognized our God. Darius recognized our God. Notice what he said. He said, Daniel, servant of the living God. Daniel called God the living God. Darius. Darius is a king. Not just a king, but he's king of the of over the that, that stuff we used to call pharaohs and stuff like that. Because of Daniel's faith. He recognized our God. Ask yourself, have you have you been trusting of God? Have you walked the life that God has called you to walk? So much so that other people look at you and recognize who the true living God is. Because if they haven't, that's where we need to be with our faith. That's where we need to get with our faith. To the point to where people who don't even serve him, people who of our high, high regard, baby, Darius, Darius, he, oh, uh, baby, he was living it up. He was a king, a king who did not serve our God. But because of Daniel praying three times a day, because he, not only did he trust in our God, it says, it says in this word that he trusted our God. How did he say, how did, where does it say that? Your God whom you serve continually will deliver you. He believed that our God would deliver him from death. Darius, somebody who, who's a king of high regard, who doesn't even trust in our God. Not only that, but it also says that he recognized our God. Where does it say he recognized our God? In verse 20, chapter 6, where it says, Daniel, servant of the living God. God, that's powerful. And if it's not, if it's not hitting y'all, I don't know what will hit you because this is hitting me. And it continues, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Oh my goodness, y'all. Oh my goodness. Darius is like, hey. Daniel, homie, Darius loves Daniel. Darius loves Daniel, but he don't just love him because he he a cool dude, because he cracked jokes. He loves him because he is faithful to his God. And if you can be faithful to a God you can't see, that's 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 why we look for other Christians. That's why we look to, for people who trust in God. Because I want to be friends with somebody who can't, who, they don't even see God, but they still trust him. If you trust something you can't see, I know for a fact you can be kind to me. I know for a fact you'll be good to me. If you're good to a God you can't see, if you're faithful and consistent with the God you can't see, I know you'll be good for me. And that's what it's like for Darius. Darius is like, Daniel, you're good to a God you can't see. You're faithful to somebody who has delivered you from, from slavery, who has even, you, you are still active. But yet, because you are done this, I'm going to make you a governor over everybody. I see how you walk with God, so I can trust that you will walk faithfully with me. Even though I don't believe in your God, I trust you. And because I trust you for so long now, I see what your God has done for you on account of your trust in him. Now, I'm starting to trust your God. That's what it's like to be a true Christian. That's what it's like to be a follower of God. Your ways have rubbed off on the ways of those who do not trust in you. 
And then Daniel says this. Baby, Daniel alive. He is alive and kicking in this den. He is alive. He, this dude done been in the lion's den. It's pitch black, y'all. It's pitch black. Then Daniel said to the king, Oh, king, live forever. <laughs> you thought you, you, you thought it was done. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, king, oh, king, I have done no wrong before you. Now let's run it back. So we've read the beginning of chapter six, right? He didn't do wrong. The reason he says I did no wrong before you is because of the fact that he knows that King Darius didn't make these laws. King Darius wanted him to live. He knew that King Darius, it was the people, it was the other people who was jealous, jealous, envious. Excuse me. Jealous and envious who wanted Daniel's death. All these D's are confusing me, y'all. They're confusing me. <laughs> But we don't serve a God of confusion, so let me cast it out. But they wanted Daniel's death. So he says, I did no wrong before you. I have been a good friend to you. I've been a good governor before all that you have for you. I have prayed on your account. I have been good to you. But I have been also good to my God by making sure, even though you signed a decree that prohibited me from praying for 30, 30 days to my God, I still prayed to my God because I made a covenant to him. And he said, I've been good to you and I've been good to my God. And because I have been faithful and trusting in him, he shut the lion's mouth. He got basically what he, what he means by that is he didn't like physically shut it. He means he took the hunger from the mouths of the lions. Basically, they in there, they like his cats. <laughs> Can you picture that? Picture a dude in darkness, like petting lions. Like the lions is just like, he up in there like this. Hey, kitty, kitty, you know what I'm saying? Like basically scratching their ears and stuff like that. Like literally, he shut the lion's mouth. He, he took hunger from these, from these lions, y'all. And you, and let me give y'all another piece of information too. That's not written here. When kings owned lions and they, they did have lions dens, they would starve them for days so that when they would put their captives or their prisoners in the lion's den, they would be so hungry that they would devour them. Even though these 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 lions was basically on, uh, what's that they were skinny, baby. These lions was mad hungry. God took the hunger from them. They were starving. And God took the hunger from them to protect his servant. And notice something else that Daniel said in verse 21. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. He told the king, king, I hope you live forever, even though you done put me in this lion's den. And even though he recognized the king for the power that he holds, he still recognized God being over him. That's powerful. And that is why Darius loved Daniel. Because
because he he prayed for him. That's a prayer right there. Oh, king, live forever. That is a prayer. He prayed for the king. Even in the midst of being in a lion's den. The lion's den which the king, his own friend, put him in. I get chills, y'all. I'm sorry. I get chills and I get excited too. It's, it's the word. It does it to me. It does it to me. So that they may not have hurt me. Because I also, O king, have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad. Oh, the king was like, my friend alive, my friend alive. Baby, my friend is alive. For him. And commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever, whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Oh my goodness, God. It is so good. It is so good. It's so good. But I'm going to continue to verse 24 because I know y'all know what happens next. But I just feel like it's so funny. So let me give y'all some insight of what just happened. So he done said all this to the to, uh, the king, to Darius. I'm not going to call him a king because we only serve one king. Amen. And he said all this to Darius. And Darius is like, oh, my goodness, my friend is alive. Basically, he's doing a happy dance. You know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, let's get it. Let's get it. You survived another night. Partner. You know what I'm saying? So they're kicking it. They're happy. And he's like, hey, open up that den. Open up the den. Open up the den. Hurry up and get my friend out. And he opened up again, baby. I don't, I don't know if this is what happened, but I picture it in my head happening like this. After he opened up that den, he like this. Come on, and they do a dance together, and basically, you know, they, they hugging it out, they kissing each other on the cheek, and they're like this. I'm so happy you alive. I am so happy you alive. And he like, hey, it's all because I trust in the God. I trust in God. And Darius is probably like, I trust them too. You know, he clearly trusts them after everything that he said in uh. Verse 16 down to 18. He clearly trusts them now. So Darius is like, hey man. It says it in verse 24. I love it when the Bible be letting me know I'll be right before I even get to it, y'all. I absolutely love it. It says Darius honors God. Now he done fell in line. He done fell in line. On account of our faith, we can get other people to fall in line. And the king gave the command. And they brought those men who had accused Daniel. It's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because you did all this work to get Daniel dead. And now y'all about to die. <laughs> Stop. And the king gave the command and brought those men who had accused Daniel. And they cast them into the den of lions. Them and their children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. But let me tell you why. It's like, let me tell you why. Because... The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Notice in all of the in the scriptures, if God didn't cut off, I feel like God ordained Darius to do this. First of all, now Darius trusts in the Lord. So he probably going to counter the Lord on stuff like this. But Darius is like, we got to get rid of your kids. So we have to get rid of this wickedness. We got to get rid of these lies. So therefore, we throwing all y'all in the deep. And their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke their bones into pieces. Before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Hold up. So you're telling me God basically 
feel these stomachs these stomachs of these lines up when Daniel was up in there. He even got to make it down there. He was down there petting it, petting them, you know what I'm saying? Kissing them on their forehead. He was probably talking about some kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, kitty, kitty, kitty. You know what I'm saying? He kicking it with the lines. But when these dudes get down here, because they don't trust in the name of the Lord, they didn't even get to make it down there. They didn't even get to, get to sit on one of the stones, sit down or nothing. Maybe they, they straight ate them up. I mean, like them, their kids, their wives. When God gets rid of wickedness, he rids it the whole generation up. So I, I am not going to say that it's not sad that he took the children and the wives. But I am going to say that notice all through the Bible, even with Saul, like in the book of Saul, when it said, or was it Samuel? It might have been Samuel. When Samuel comes to, to Saul and he's like, hey, the Lord wants you to overtake the city and he wants you to kill the women and the children. It's actually the Cush, the Cushites. Is it the Cushites? Yeah, I want to say it is the Cushites. And he says, I want you to kill all of them. The Lord wants you to kill all of them. Because if you don't, there's going to be a problem later on. And Saul, he's kind of soft and he's like, I'm not going to do that. It's a reason that God does what he does and he allows what he allows with these children and these wives dying. Because he, when Saul was like, alright, uh, yeah, sure. So he goes to war and he still lets the women and the children live. And he takes some of they, like they, they lambs and some and stuff like that. When Saul told them, when, I mean, when, um, Samuel told them, told them, hey, you need to kill, you need to kill all of them. And when Samuel found out that he done let some of the stuff live and he done took some of the stuff instead of burning it, he goes and he's like, what have you done? Because you have done this, now what you, your kingdom is about to be taken from you from David, right? So later on throughout the Bible, it mentions the very children that dead, that uh, Saul saved and he basically let live that God told him to kill are the very people who wreaked havoc on God's people. That's why God told him to kill them. Because if you don't, you mess up a whole lineage. You ruin something that God has ordained. And that's why I say, I'm not going to say it's horrible, but I am going to say like, it's a reason that God does everything that he does, you know, but it continues. Then King Darius wrote to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multitude to you. So he basically comes to him. He like, hey, y'all, everybody listen up, listen up, listen up. I hope y'all have peace, but I also want to say this. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble before the fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions so that Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of the Darius the Persian. Y'all. So, that's the end of that chapter. But let's break that part again. On account of Daniel's faith, faith, 
We're not going to call Darius a king. But you know what? I think after he done honored God and after he done gave up, you know what I'm saying? He done gave up his his power and stuff like that and say, I may have some power, but let me tell you something. God has the true power. He probably like, I, you know what I'm saying? Now he, he, he good. I can call him a king now. You know what I'm saying? Now I can call you a little king. I can call you a little king with a little G. King with a little G. So, Derry, because you know what, now, you you in a circle now, party. You in a circle now. So, Derry is the, after not believing God and trying to force people to worship him and to bow down to him, he then came to the point to where, in watching the faith of somebody who has a complete and utter servant, instead of being a servant to him, even though he's tried to force him to be a servant to him, he has bowed down to the God of Israel, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the host, the Lord of hosts, the slain lamb. He said, hey Amen, your faith is too strong to not be commended. Your faith is too strong. And because of your faith, then I have seen things happen. And now I give honor and praise to the very God you worship. And I want us to ask ourselves that. This was, it was supposed to be about having a bad day, but baby, now, because how many of us haven't been put in the lion's den? Not like Daniel, of course, but how many of us have been put in a position in a day? Like a day. Daniel was in a day. In a lion's den for a whole day. Full of enemies that hunger to destroy him. That's what the lions are a representation of. People who are hungry to destroy you. You have been surrounded by people who want to destroy you. Or spirits that want to destroy you. And even though this is all around you. You still trust in the name of your Lord. Because guess what? Just like. God did for Daniel in shutting the mouths of those lions. He shut the mouths of your enemies. He shut, he shut the power up from your manager of firing you because you trust in the name of the Lord. He shut the mouths of mouth up of that, that car accident. He shut the mouth up of your children, basically making you have a terrible day running amok in your home. He gave you peace. Where there was destruction. How many times can you look over your life. And see where you were in the lion's den. And God shut the mouth up of the enemy. The spirit. That was trying to cause disruption in your life. Whether it's anger. Sexual morality. Lust. Depression. Anxiety. A person. A thing. A dog, baby, y'all know them dogs been up done drove me crazy. How many of y'all can look back over your life and say, man, I was in the lion's den, but God had my back. You basically got control over the lions now. But that's what I wanted to share with y'all. And I felt like it was a good one. I, had, I did not prepare for this, but we said we're going to let the Lord run with it. And he ran with it. He completely ran with it. So, 
Thank you, Lord, for putting us in alliance, Ian, because we know that this produces perseverance, endurance, and abundance of trust in you. Because if we can trust you in the lion's den, if we can trust you in the midst of our adversaries attacking us and walking around like roaring lions, they really ain't even doing nothing, but they're just saying a bunch of stuff. If we can trust you in the midst of that, Lord knows what you're going to do for us in the future. Lord knows what you're going to do for us when it all comes boiling to a, to an end. But I had to share that with y'all. Uh, do y'all have anything y'all want to say or y'all want to add? Because I would love to hear it. Yeah, I got yeah. something. Oh. Right. You can go ahead, actually. i go first. <laughs> So, like this was really like an answer to like my prayers oh wow like I was I was always asking God like what's my purpose like what do you want me to do for your will for the kingdom Amen. and you no, know, I have a big problem with like obedience and spiritual laziness you know it was like that message just hit me you know it was like you know what I'm saying it was like delivering to, to my spirit, to my soul. And I was like, thank you, God, for answering my prayers. Amen. I'm glad, brother, because honestly, there's so many of us who don't have, we don't know what we are, what our purpose is. But that's the thing. If you learn to trust in God, you will find out what your purpose is. And even if you feel like you don't have a purpose, if you walk like Daniel, you will find that you will find that your purpose is to bring. If we all got the same purpose, we all have the same purpose, and what that is is to gather up a nation of people who are after God's own heart. So, amen to that, brother. I I agree with you. For me, the lions den, it's a good one. Amen. So, yeah, this it definitely spoke to me, this message. I know I came a little bit late, but I feel like I also came like right on time because it was speaking. But yeah, so earlier today, I was so stressed out because like I made a trip to Jersey and I went to my sister's house. Um, and then like the car, like, the back wheel was making like a really weird noise and I couldn't figure it out. I never heard that noise before. I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm freaking out. Anyway, I got like super stressed out and I'm having to go to like a auto body shop type thing or whatever and anyway it turned out to be a little pebble like stuck in like the wheel thing or whatever wow. and i'm over here like damn that i've got to come out of pocket almost just stopped. So i was like you know yeah. i thought it was gonna be something huge and it was a little pebble you know what i'm saying like wow. so that was nothing and i was like at one point i'm like super stressed out um and i was like you know let me pray i was like i have to have you know like why am i I have my faith in God and just like trust like you know he's gonna take care of this like why am I even stressing so it's true like we really do gotta put our faith in God and I was laughing I'm telling you when that guy showed me that little pebble I was I was fucking up I was like yo I'm missing for nothing I wanted to like Lord I'm really stressing out over this little problem like I feel you though sis cause I do that all the time like I have the tendency to make little things a big problem and if he feeds the birds of the air, what makes me think he won't take care of me? Like, 
So I feel you on that. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's face. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's real. We can't. We have to remember, like, he really does take care of us, and yeah. Amen. Hey, that's a testimony, though. Why you playing? <laughs> It's a testimony. I think we can all attest to that. Like, it's been times where we just blew stuff out of proportion. And it's like, the Lord is like, why are you stressing out about this little problem? Uh, girl or boy, shut up. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, it's really not the serious. I think we can all attest to that. Lord knows I can. But I agree. Does anybody else want to share anything? Let me know. If not, I can pray us out if y'all want, because I have stolen a lot of y'all time. And I I know, I know I'll be I'll be going on. Y'all I don't want to steal too much of y'all's time. Um I just wanted to say, sorry, I was dealing with my baby, but um when you said that you thought that it was like prophesying about what they did to Jesus, I thought that was so crazy because I was just sitting here like, Oh my gosh, like I never thought about it this way. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and you know what? That's what. That's another thing that I like. Okay, this kind of like gets me, and I'm not. I'm not in a place to judge because I have my faults too, where I slip up and I backslide from God. But this to me is crazy. And hear me out. The Jews, the Jews are the very people that God loves. They are His people, right? Why are you God's people? How are you God's people? And you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God? They stopped. I found out that they did. I didn't even know that they didn't believe that until. Yeah. Everything, everything. They, I think their book. Uh, what is it called? What is it called? The Torah. The Torah. And I've, I've read the Torah. The Torah is nothing but the first book. The first yeah, books. The first, I thought it was the first five, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've read the Torah. And it just stops. And now, like, nothing in it points to Jesus. Huh? All of it is prophecy. Every single book. The Jewish lady talking about why she didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. And she said that um, because he didn't come from the line of David, which we all know he did. Yeah. He didn't come from the line of David. He said that the... Messiah was going to bring world peace. Amen. And I forget what else she said, but all the things she said were just obviously true about him. Yeah. yeah so, like, oh, go ahead, brother. Because um, I think that she also said that uh, the Messiah was supposed to be like fully human, like mm-hmm. not fully God. And I think the part when she said that it was not, he was not the Senate of David. Uh, in Jewish culture, your father, if you come from your father's side, like, like all men came from David's side. And that's what I'm saying, like, you know, God. Amen. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, what I mean, like, um, like, one thing about our God is, and it was, it was something that I, uh, wrote down. I wish I still had that sticky note. Where Nicodemus Demius said it in a uh, in the Bible series that I watched, where he said, "If God didn't, if Jesus or God didn't fit into the box, if your little mind that you put him in, 
would you still worship him? And because he he believed that Jesus was God, even though Nicodemus was a was one of the Pharisees, he was still a disciple of God. And if you look in the Bible, you will see that Nicodemus went to Jesus in the middle of the night just to talk to him and to see if he was really God. And um, he believed it. But after, like, when gosh, where was I going with this point? I know that's the enemy. He, he does that to me. <laughs> but uh, like, like, I don't understand how they could do that. Like they put Jesus, they put him in this God in these this little box. They put him in the first five books. They put him in a box, just like Nicodemus said in that series. And it's like you don't believe that he's more than that box. You don't believe he's more than. Then just what that word says, what your mind can conceive of what that word means says. This, yeah, the second that we try to put limits on God and who he is exactly. and figure him out, the like, second we lose the idea of exactly. anything that we know at all. Exactly. And that's another thing, too. Like, they say that Jesus is supposed to come from the lineage of David. Joseph, which was Mary's husband, came from David. Mary, huh? Am I wrong? I thought it was Mary. I don't think it was Mary. I think it was Joseph. Joseph oh, came from okay. but he married Mary because he married, and it's a, it's a, it's another prophecy. That's what I'm saying. It's what God does for us because he married Mary. He adopted Jesus, and because he married God. Because we married into his laws and statutes, his prophecy, baby. He adopted us. Oh, period. Do you see what I'm saying? If you put God in a box, you won't see the whole picture. You won't see it. You'll miss it every time. And I'm about to start crying because, oh, that's what he do for me. That's what he do to me. But let me stop. Let me stop, y'all. I just stole about an hour of y'all time. <laughs> I don't know what's funny. Though. You want to know what's funny? What's that, brother? I, I learned that the, that some of the Jews, or kind of most of them, mm. are waiting for not one Messiah, two Messiahs. Wow. Two Messiahs. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm praying for them. I'm praying for them. Seriously, in all seriousness. Yeah. But um, I also I saw you guys. I saw a TikTok the other day that said. Um, like it was talking about like Muslim people and Christian people and how some people think we serve the same God and we clearly don't serve the same God and all this stuff. But anyway, um, and then I was just thinking like, okay, that makes me think of us and the Jews about how, like you know, we serve the same God, but do we though? Because we don't have the same truth at all. Amen. No, we don't. We don't. And that's another thing. That's why they be saying stuff like, oh, uh, don't be putting your religion on people. First of all, I don't believe in religion. Religion is something that can be proven to be wrong. And the difference between your religion and my God is, is he can't be proven to be wrong. There isn't a scientist alive who can still produce factual, complete, and utter 100% proof that Jesus isn't the Son of God, and that he did not die on the cross for us, and that God is not real. So don't tell me 
that he is a religion. But let me say this about religion. People love spreading. Every It seems like every year there's a new religion out there. That's why God says in prophecy, it's another prophecy. God is the same yesterday and today. While man make religion, God makes truth. So, when you said that, girl, I was like, oh, that hit me. That hit me like a ton of bricks. But let me shut up, y'all. I get, to, I get too excited. I get too excited. We can talk about this all day, y'all. All day. So, anything else y'all want to add, y'all let me know. And I would, mm, I just love to hear it. All right. If not, I'll go ahead and pray us out. And I'm going to see y'all in the group chat. And we still going to talk because maybe I have some more things I want to say um, about religion. And I would love to have y'all's opinions. And because I actually just learned this today about the religion of Beyonce. That's a thing. And there's a spaghetti church. Like... Uh, I'm like, I like literally just learned this today. It's crazy, y'all. It gets crazy, but I would love to talk about religion with y'all. They be doing that. Amen, Deanna. They do be doing the most. But they, they make them their idols. So, I mean, hey, hey, well, let me shut up, ready, shut up, get into it. All right, let's pray this out. Before I, before I start, uh, into the deep prayer. I do want to say this. Lord, let your thoughts be my thoughts and your words be my words. Do not let them fall vain. Do for me like you did for Jeremiah. Like Place your hand on my lips and your hand on my thoughts and let them be in union with yours. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne today on account of all our listeners, our brothers and sisters in the group chat and on the Zoom call. Asking that you incline to hear the pleas of all your servants. For we serve a God who is everywhere and still in the same spot. I ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit above your children, on their homes, their cars, their workplaces, everywhere they are. I ask that you be. I ask that you cover these children. Lord, these times are bizarre. Where they are removing your name from schools, from buildings, from stores. People make a mockery of you, Father. Are you not the God of truth? Show yourself to be God in the eyes of our enemies. And in the eyes of those who serve you. Renew the faith of those who chase you. Build upon us perseverance, endurance, strength, wisdom. For we are all co-sharers in the affliction of the patience of waiting for your return, Jesus. For we know that if you do not descend from the sky and every eye sees you, that they are not God. But I ask that you make that known to all the other inhabitants of the earth. Give them the wisdom for we wish no one fall in the time that is coming. But you build up a nation full of women and men and children who are after your own heart. 
become soldiers, a part of this army of the living God. And make those who do not believe in you like King Darius who learned to believe in you on account of our faith. I pray for children. I pray for husbands. I pray for wives. I pray for all of those we do know, don't know, will know, have yet to know, and will never know. Father, I pray over nations as Daniel did over the nation of King Darius. I pray that you reign over the just and the unjust alike. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, I love y'all.